Hey everybody, 321 Land Podcast and LARPbox.com are working together, and we're pretty excited about this. LARPbox is a subscription box made for LARPers. When you subscribe to LARPbox, every month you'll be sent a box that'll often contain weapons, armor, accessories, and exclusive items to help complete your LARP kit. Every month they come up with a new theme, and this subscription makes a great gift for any LARPer in your life. There's no automatic charges, so you'll only get the boxes that you want. Listeners of 321 Lay On Podcast can save 10% on their order by using the code 321PODCAST at checkout. That's all one word. The number is 321 and the word podcast. Visit LARPbox.com for more information. All right, anything, Joe, uh, before we get started? I just got really cold. It's <laughs> because you said my name. <laughs> death okay. stores a knock in. Yeah, <laughs> he feels death's call for his character. <laughs> He hasn't killed me. He almost killed me <laughs> once, but uh, I think he was slain just in time. Yeah. He's killed Evan a couple times. I think. Got squished. Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast, Next Level Nerds official live action roleplay podcast. When you have some time, check out nextlevelnerd.com or check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can connect with us there and see all of our shows that we got going on. If you want to help us out, you like what you're hearing, please tell your friends, give us a review, a thumbs up, whatever you got. Uh, we appreciate it and uh, appreciate you listening. Today we have uh, myself, Ashton Ruby, and Joseph Gaffney. You. And uh, we have a special guest, someone I'm excited to hear about his project, Alex from Quest Adventure Gaming and his uh, new project coming up, uh, Outbound Hope Mission. How you doing today, Alex? Yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Sure, thanks for being here. It's uh, we had kind of connected through a previous guest, uh, Alec of LARPnews.org. He had met you or was getting ready to do an article, and he thought he'd be a good guest on the show. So, a little shout out to him. But <laughs> so, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, maybe a little bit how long you've been LARPing and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Alex Richmond, um, and uh, we were talking before the show started. I, I tend to wear a lot of hats. Um, so, so I, I, I mean, just professionally, my day to day, I am a, a high school history teacher and a psychology teacher. Oh, cool. Um, and a little bit on the side of a, a freelance graphic designer. Oh, cool. Um, but I'm also the owner and creative director of Quest Adventure Gaming in Watkins Glen, New York. And we do, um, we do a lot of different things, but we mostly specialize in escape rooms and also live action gaming events. So for the last few months, we've done a, quite a few um, like murder mystery games and okay. uh, we've, we've opened two new escape rooms. And uh, now we're starting to do some bigger projects that are out in communities or in the case of the outbound project, uh, pretty, pretty far away from my community. But we can, we can talk about that later, too. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually never done an an escape room. I've had people always talk about it, but well, there's there's definitely different kinds, and the ones that sure. I like the most are gonna have enough of a story that it almost feels like a little mini LARP within it. Okay, you you have a particular role, and there's a story that's going around, uh, and and that's kind of more where we try and go with with our rooms. So it's it's a it's a fun little transition between escape room and some of these bigger. Uh, live action games cool sign me up <laughs> well come on over yeah <laughs> or up, up for you i guess yeah no that sounds really cool and how long uh, have you been doing that 
Um, so the the business itself, we actually just opened in uh, June. So we opened in June with one room, and then kind of mid-August, we opened our second room, and that was kind of the same time that we started to branch out and do some of this other stuff. Oh, cool. But, uh, you know, a lot of the people that we, we team with and, and work with have done these kinds of things, whether it's the live-action games or just the game design itself. Uh, we've been doing it for a long time. Um, I actually got into game design because of my students, and that was... Uh, uh, eight or nine, no, actually almost 10 years ago. And um, it's blossomed in many different directions. I mean, I've tried my hand at board games and that's just a, that's a, that's a painful road to travel down. <laughs> um, but, but I've, you know, done a lot of different live action games, sometimes on staff, sometimes uh, as a player and uh, excited to see where we're going to be able to go with, with the business overall. So, yeah. Awesome. Sounds like you're doing a lot in a short amount of time. Yes. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like, yes, right? It, it, uh, it feels like I've been doing a lot lately. So Yeah. And how big of a team or staff you're working with? In general, we've, we've got a, a team of about three. Okay. Um, for the outbound project, we're expanding that pretty significantly. Right now, we've got about uh, seven or eight, I can't remember, okay. but seven or eight official staff. And uh, we're going to have to reach out and, and get a couple more before the, the job is done. Cool. Side road here. Who might you kind of be looking for? People you know, like in your community, or are you willing to take some people well, with experience? Yeah. Or? You know, it's, it's funny. We, we, had this, we had this conversation as a team on, on Sunday. You know, I think we're definitely open to pulling in some, some new blood. And uh, primarily what we're looking for are a lot more like story writers and uh, story directors. I mean, actually helping to feed plot in, uh, which is going to be a pretty interesting thing to do for this particular project um, because it's, it's very much an enclosed space. So anytime you're trying to bring right. a team of NPCs or something like that, there has to be a mechanic for it, um, which is one of the things that we're, we're really discussing because it, you know, as a, as a game, it does need to be front-heavy where the, the plot comes in with the characters, um, but that's more of a, a stylistic thing that we're, we're just going to have to work with moving forward. Cool. This is jumping ahead, but we're definitely going to have to have you on <laughs> after it happens and oh, yeah. see how it went and everything, because um, yeah, no, the challenges and the setting and everything are definitely unique and super interesting. Oh, yeah, locking a, a hundred plus people in a tin uh, tin cans. <laughs> sure. Have you ever played the game Battle Stations? The game Battle Stations, I have not. Some consider it one of the best sci-fi board games ever. <laughs> okay. Is some you, Joe? No, it's not me. I actually, okay. I only I went to uh, PAX Unplugged um, Philly. We actually did a podcast on it. Shout out to our own podcast. Wow. <laughs> But I got a chance to play with uh, Jeff Sadek, who mm-hmm. I think I pronounced his name correctly, who's actually the creator of the game. But yep. it kind of plays out like a Star Trek style board game where you kind of get a mission and everything is kind of like handled from the bridge, so mm. to speak. So it might be something like, you know, you're talking about how to handle NPC situations or whatever. It might yeah, be an interesting idea to look through the rule book and see, like, get ideas or whatever. I know yeah, it's giving me I, ideas. <laughs> well, as, as you're as you're talking, I'm I'm pulling it up on the screen next to me here, and it looks like it's uh, it looks like it's pretty cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, kind of plays out like a role playing, like a like a D and D meets like a strategy cool. board game. Yeah, 
Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's back up a little bit, just get your, before we get into the, the meat of this, uh, get a little bit of your, your LARPing history, how long, sure. name drop games if you like. We're cool with that. Yeah. So um, I, I guess I started LARPing, it doesn't feel like it was this long ago, but I guess it was 15 years ago. Okay. And it was kind of a, a weird story because I was doing a lot of like short films and, and, and little, uh, little video clips and things like that um, while I was in college. And I needed some like reenactors. I needed some people who would be in, in this little short film that I was doing. And I was taking a uh, medieval history course at the time. And this one guy ended up wearing leather armor into class. And I was like, oh, wow, I got to talk to him. He's kind of weird, but gosh, I, <laughs> I, I, I got to chat with this guy. And, it, and it's, it's funny. And I, you know, I laugh about it now uh, because he, he's now probably my best friend. Oh, nice. It, you know, it, it spawned this whole thing and, and I ended up going with him to an event in, in full garb, even though I, I didn't know why I was all dressed up and I actually didn't play. I just kind of like floated around behind his group. Okay. And at the end, he was like, well, what did you think? And I just kind of went, I, I, I got to come back. This is this is really <laughs> cool. That particular uh, game was Kingdoms of Novitas, which used to be up in Cleveland, New York, and now it's in Avon, New York. And um, there, there are fantastic bunch of people and uh unfortunately i don't have a whole lot of contact with them anymore but it's it's a great game and it's you know always has that little nostalgic thing for me just because that's kind of where i started sure um but then yeah I've, I've been part of a couple other games built a couple um one was lords of imperium that we actually had here in uh Watkins Glen, new york and then again just kind of doing some of those other more like parlor larp kind of things oh, okay uh, in different venues so yeah Nice. Nice. I always say that, like, as soon as, like, people are so hesitant to come LARPing. Oh, yeah. Like, in general. But then once you get them to go there, most of the time, they're like, I got to come back. <laughs> I, think, I think there's that, there, there's that, like, moment when you finally let your guard down. Sure. Yeah. And absolutely. once you let your guard down, after that, it's a blast. For me, it was losing my keys in the middle of the battlefield. Uh, and I was like, where's my keys? Where's my keys? And then I found them. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be worried about this. I'm just going to have a good time. And, and, you know, then you'll just kind of let go and you do it. Yeah. So it's good advice for anything you do in life. I think <laughs> yeah. lose, lose your keys and it'll all be yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, of characters that you've played and created kind of like yourself. What's one of your favorite. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, um, it would, it would probably be the, the first character that I started as, um, and so this is again at Novitas and uh, Novitas used to have this group called the, the Nightmare Legion and they were sort of styled after like a Roman Legion kind of thing and uh, they always had this kind of like mythical founder who you never saw in game but everybody knew him and, and, and their backstories and they talked about him all the time when I was uh, when I was talking with Justin who again was the, the guy in the leather armor who ended up becoming my best friend when we were kind of like writing by character I think we brought up this idea of like, well, what if this guy's son shows up and just totally tries to own the whole thing? And so I actually came in as this guy's son and I just had, you know, the worst attitude possible because this is mine and obviously this should be mine. And I just got to complain for the entire time. And it was it was it was so much fun because I, I you know, I, I, I like to laugh. I'm a pretty goofy person and and aquila is this guy's name aquila was just sort of an ass and um, it was fun to play so so yeah here you go 
I nice. wanted to do a whole podcast on that. Like, why do people play assholes at LARP? It's because you have to hold back in the real world. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 I'm sure, the answer. Uh, we don't need uh, to get into that. but uh, We could talk about the psychology of it. That's another podcast, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because one, one of my favorite uh, characters to play at a game, at the game that I'm around with my friends or whatever, uh, Frontier Dawn, is he's like a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And he's an asshole. <laughs> those, those are fun characters to play. <laughs> the hardest thing about that character is he doesn't like he doesn't really laugh. Right. So I have to be an asshole and like keep a straight face. Mm. Yeah. So it's like challenging. There's a little bit of difficulty to yeah. it, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried to play a Spock like character once and that lasted all five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can be an a-hole. Just don't be totally selfish and derail everyone. That's true. (laughs) Not speaking from personal definitely There's definitely skill to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least if you want your character to live through the (laughs) the weekend. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He just got cut down, but uh, I'm not going to save him. Yeah. (laughs) Was that the game you staffed at as well, or was it a different game? Uh, Well, I I ended up doing a little bit of work with them behind the scenes. Um, I helped with their world book. But no, I, I never really joined their, their GM team. Um, it wasn't really until I had actually moved away and, and getting there regularly was kind of hard that I, I started to do some of my own rule writing and, and event building and things like that. And, and sometimes I've done stuff, you know, within my classroom, yeah, um, you know, just as a, a high school history teacher, which is right. pretty fun. Um, and then we, we definitely did some stuff that was outside as part of a you know, bigger community kind of thing. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, we shared this video of like these kids in a gym class doing like the uh, the three hundred like wall shield <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's you know. yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty so funny. What's fun is I've actually done that in my classroom before. So oh, that might have been your video. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm not brave enough to work with that age group. I'm all high school. Oh, so yeah. oh, okay, nice. That's uh one of the cool things about LARP. You know, it, you can find ways to use it for education and you know, engaged kids, gambler and all that stuff. But I mean, you know that more than me, definitely. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Where do we begin? What even gave you the idea? So the, the Outbound Hope mission actually, um, has been, it's been a project that we've been working on for a while in various forms. And it really all started back in 2013. There was a, a group in Sweden that did a project called Monitor Celestra. And it was all based on uh, the, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. So they, they kind of had the ship that existed within the colonial fleet, and they kind of plugged into actually a, a, a specific episode of the, the overall series lore. And um, they had everybody all geared up and, and backstoried and all that, and they ran it for three separate weekends aboard a, a naval destroyer that was in Sweden. Oh, cool. And it was, it was phenomenally successful. It's still talked about today. And I remember when, when it first happened, I, I had sort of missed the boat, literally and figuratively, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I, had, I had missed the boat, and I had only found out about it after it had already happened. And as did a bunch of my friends, and we were all kind of you know, jealous of this whole thing. And... Um, there's a number of different groups that are out online that are trying to like get it to come to the United States mm. and, and whatnot, which ultimately is going to be impossible just because of copyright laws. Oh, uh, I see. Which you don't have to sure. so much elsewhere. But yeah, so there's there's a lot of people, there's a lot of interest in doing this kind of thing where you take on this role and you you go aboard this 
what's really a, a, a decommissioned naval ship that's been rigged up so that it looks like the interior of a starship. And you just, you know, you, you are a member of that crew for the weekend. And again, a number of people, all of us kind of discussing how to best pull this off. Um, it was July of 2017 that I actually started to actively look up uh, a museum ship, a decommissioned ship that would be interested in doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was a pretty uh, rough road. Yeah. It, you know, you, you, you tell people that you want to play spaceman on their, their uh, military <laughs> ship and like, for some eh. reason, they, don't, they don't like talking to you. So we, we actually went into a couple different incarnations where for a little while we, we were almost pulling budget numbers about what it would look like if we tried to, to build our own mm. set. And that was, that was completely unfeasible at this point. It wasn't about well, maybe three or four months ago now that I, I finally stumbled across something about the USS Edson in Bay City, Michigan. And kind of on a whim, I sent an email and they responded back very, very quickly saying, hey, is there any way you can write up a project proposal? And of course, I'm like, yeah, I wrote one a year ago. <laughs> and, uh, and so I kind of tweaked it and I, I, I gave it to uh, Carla is the, the name of the woman who, who kind of runs their office. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Carla at 7.30 one morning. By noon, she had contacted every member of her board and kind of gotten an unofficial yes. And it was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Because even even the the ships that we had spoken to previously, who were like kind of interested, they would do this game where they would be, you know, yeah, we'll do it, and then I wouldn't hear back from them for two weeks, and then I'd be like, hey, remember me? And they'd be like, oh yeah, we're not doing that. Um, sure. So it was just it was really nice. Uh, the people at the Edson have been phenomenal. We've gone out there a couple times um, to take pictures, do measurements, get the, the layout of the ship. Um, every time they're just they've just been absolutely amazing they're very excited for us to be there um they do a couple other uh kind of outside the box projects oh, nice. like they uh they do a, a big haunted house called the edson incident that yeah i actually i found that like looking oh, yeah. at the location wherever because i was like trying to see how far is this for me and how well, feasible feasible is it to me to go next year right well what's hysterical <laughs> is the first time that we went out there i i i knew that they did the edson incident but i didn't know like all the stuff would still be up so here i am walking through with a couple other members of our, my team and there's like body parts hanging out of <laughs> and there's like a zombie stuffed in this corner there's like a corpse over here and i'm like oh, this is this is kind of interesting. I just leave that there. Um, and there's this, there's this, there's this one big room that we're ultimately going to use as the science lab, and it's this great open space that's that's on the Edson, and there's like this Area 51 kind of setup in there, and it's like okay. nice. For the first time, me being there, I, I've been on a bajillion different uh, museum ships before, but to really see that one and kind of have to like, okay, well, if the zombie's not in that corner. And if the, the hallway of skulls isn't here, <laughs> how could we use this space? So we've, we've gone back since then, and it's all been cleaned up. And, and, and again, those folks are phenomenal. So it's, it's pretty exciting. They're excited. We're excited. Um, and we've actually reached out to a, a couple other businesses within the, the Bay City area, and they're, they're pretty excited to, to have us coming there, too. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, yeah, you were starting at the beginning, and we're like, well, we're based out of New York. And I'm like, how did he come up with Michigan for the place right. to this? Now I guess it's like, yeah. nobody well, wanted was, you. <laughs> exactly. Nobody, nobody wanted me. It was disappointing. It was really disappointing because um, in Buffalo, which is only about two and a half miles, or two and a half, I wish it was two and a half miles, two and a half hours from us, 
there's a, a pretty sizable naval museum. Okay. And they actually have multiple ships. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, of course, my wheels are spinning. We're like, oh, what if we had two two capital ships or we could use the other one for mod space or whatever? <laughs> and, and again, they were just ultimately, sorry, we're not that interested. And, oh, that's a shame. I, I get it. I get it. It's all right. Do this one and where it'll spread, you know. That's right. Yeah. You can show off how uh, how successful it is after it's done. Mm. And then that's just be like, huh, this could have been you. Yep. And all yeah. People die. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a win. Basic basic idea is that we're going to be taking over the Edson. Um, we're going to be rigging it up so that the ship's actual controls will be covered by like touchscreen panels, um, different electronic components that will all be networked into a, a digital system. And uh, with a crew of about 120 people, uh, they'll be collectively running this ship, everything from the bridge to the engineering to the Marines, a couple uh, science lab folks, things like that. Um, and one of the things that we've actually been working on is also getting not only multiple ships, so like some, some smaller ships that would act as like support ships, uh, but also some additional locations. So we can have a team of Marines that hears about the situation that's going on on another ship, a hostage situation or something like that. And we can actually take them to this alternative location and then they can deal with it. So really trying to flesh it out so that it's not just one ship. Right. You're actually part of a, a fleet and you can actually interact with other parts of the fleet, which we're pretty excited about. Now, they get on like some kind of vehicle that's like them. Yeah, we're working on that. On a transport ship to it or something? Or? Yeah, we're working on that. Uh, space shuttle I, vans. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, the possibility of, of some sort of van that we can outfit the interior of so that it looks like you're piling into a sure. Halo style pelican or, or mm-hmm. whatever. That'd be and cool. then kind of taking from there. So. U Haul, they rent vans, right? You know, I don't know. The, as long as you clean it out. Right. I, I figure if you can make it, uh, you know, unassuming enough that they don't realize that you're using it as a space transport, you're golden. Yeah, right? So, so <laughs> realism is the goal. You kind of want to make it as realistic as you feasibly can. Absolutely, both both in the immersion and the experience, and also in the world building. Um, I mean, we want to look the part. Uh, ideally, we we show the players the outside world as little as possible. What few windows are actually on the ship, we will. Uh, cover and seal up um and and uh you know just trying to give that sense of immersion that you are really in that other place at this time Mm -hmm. and so even when you go to those transports even when you go to those other locations ideally you're you're not seeing blue sky during that time Mm -hmm. Um, you have to you know work on the feasibility of that that's that's the ultimate end goal uh is is really feeling like you are part of this fleet and so you need to be in an enclosed space to 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 move around within it and and so far it looks like we're going to be able to do that which is exciting nice how far is this from other things you've done like is this worlds ahead or levels above or is it kind of just the next step and where you've what you where you've been what you've done well yeah i mean i i think to a certain extent it's been a next step it actually kind of got prototyped here, at, here being in my office that I'm sitting um, here at, at Quest, where uh, the first escape room that we built also doubles as a simulator. So it's a, a starship, so we call her the Wayward Storm. And the Wayward actually has four rooms within it. So up at the front, you've got the command bridge. Behind that is the science lab. And you've got a crew lounge, and it goes all the way back to the engine room. And it's this fully functioning Thanks. starship. And yes, it acts as an escape room. 
but we've also been using the the empty epsilon software which if you're not familiar with that is kind of the the open source version of the the artemis bridge simulator okay and um it, it acts as a simulator so you can maneuver around your your ship and fly your ship with a crew of people and things like that and um so we've we've got the concept and we've got that sense of immersion and so now it's just kind of extrapolating that and using the Edson and and the the new folks that are going to be on the team to make that even better. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that was uh, as I was reading through some stuff, trying to kind of imagine how that's going to work, if that was something you're creating from scratch for this project or just moving over. And is it something like everyone will probably interact with or just certain crew members or it's kind of a weird question. Uh, who's say that, say that one more time? I'm sorry different like you said there's gonna be like touch panel screens and things um oh right 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 is that separate from the simulator i guess yeah, I don't, so, i'm not as familiar with it to picture it really i guess yeah i mean the simulator is a small scale thing where you've got six players and so somebody's on the guns somebody's on the helm somebody's okay. the captain that kind of thing and to a certain extent it's going to be similar with this except there'll be a lot more specialization so i mean you'll have your pilots you'll have your gunners but but then you're also going to have more day-to-day activities also going on the, on uh, on the ship. So we'll we'll have a civilian government, okay. um, very Battlestar Galactica kind of thing. If you're familiar with the reboot, um, we will have teams of Marines. We'll have security teams. We'll have uh, you know uh, just we're gonna it, it's gonna be a fully fleshed out starship. So not everybody's gonna necessarily be piloting the thing. Right. You might be doing a, a role that's just as important elsewhere. Nice. So it's all like humans, no aliens and stuff like that. No comment. <laughs> Find out in game. That's that's a comment though. It's kind <laughs> of a... <laughs> so so we're 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 actually we're having that conversation as it exists right now. You know we've we've got this this pretty gritty, pretty realistic world. And I I was talking to Ashton before the show. It's it's really based on essentially a lot of historical projections. Like where are we going as a species? How is climate change going to continue to affect us? You know, what's the, the political world going to be like in, in 100, 200 years? So, you know, we want, we want this world that's plausible, but at the same time, it's playable. And we're, we're not entirely sure where we want the aliens to come in into that. If, uh, you know, if we've just found some fossils, if we've found some relics, if mm. all of a sudden we're in the middle of this major war. Um, and, and honestly, we, we kind of, don't want to announce where our stance on that is going to be because it's it's kind of something that we'd like the players to discover for themselves. Yeah, definitely. But but no no Wookies in the in the pilot seat. So you'll uh, you'll show up and look like your character already, pretty much, right? Right. Yeah. Cool. And will it be mostly or entirely uh, role playing, or will there be combat like nerf or buffer or anything like that, or? So the the combat situation is kind of been what we've been doing a lot of work on lately because the Edson has asked and, and it's it's a totally reasonable ask that we not have any combat on the ship itself. There's a lot of like artifacts oh, and okay, things sure. like that. Most of, that's, most of it's going to be hidden, but still they're just you know they're they're wanting to to protect their interests as, as much as we want to protect ours. So one of the things that we are looking into are some different systems for resolving conflict on the ship itself. But then we're also looking at additional sites. So if we can find like a big empty warehouse yeah. that we can then use modable walls and you know, configure a, a, a particular layout for a ship. And then our Marines can go in. They can deal with the 
prisoner riot or the hostage exchange or whatever, and then they can go back in the transport, get on the ship, and then we kind of maneuver those panels around again, and then it's all set up for when the admiral needs to come and do some diplomatic thing or something like that. Uh, and, and so if we can actually get that space, which it looks like we're going to be able to, then we'll open it up to some much more active combat situations, probably with particular characters, those that, that want to do more of that kind of thing, like your Marines and whatnot. Um, Sign me and, up. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, sounds like Jeff. Well, we've, we've, had a, we've had a lot of people request Airsoft, um, and, and eh. I... We, we kind of for that is exactly not feasible, <laughs> right? So I think what we're going to ultimately land on is probably the like the Nerf rifle systems. Oh, okay. Because you you do get some oomph behind those, uh, but I think it's a lot easier to tell insurance people, "Hey, we're playing with Nerf guns." Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then the other, the other way to back yourself, I would say, is making everybody wear protective eyewear. Oh yeah. Um, well, it's you know the the Marines actually have a really cool helmet that that will already be in. So just gotta get the the NPCs yeah, was, wearing something. I was I was reading that. So like on the website, when everybody kind of shows up, you just kind of show up in your civvies <laughs> or whatever you're wearing. Yeah, and everything's kind of provided for you. Yeah. So that's the plan. Um, I mean. <laughs> We, we really, really want this to be, again, that immersive, very militaristic oh, sure. feel to it. And so uniforms are going to be important. And it's, it's funny, if, if you were doing a, a, a video thing, I could show off some of the stuff that's actually behind me right now. But we, we're, we're already looking at, you know, officer uniforms. What's the engineer going to wear? What kind of gear is the, or, or, excuse me, are the Marines going to have? Um, and we've actually put together some prototypes. We have a photo shoot that's coming this Saturday. And we've got well, some nice. actors that'll be wearing some of this stuff. Oh, to, awesome. We'll be able to show that off pretty soon. And um, I yeah, love we, building <laughs> props. Oh well, <laughs> so, I actually build a lot of some of the props for um, the game that I help run. That's like one of my one of my things. Oh, yeah, I was I was listening to um, <laughs> I think your, the most recent podcast, and you were you were mentioning some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, our our prop guy is is phenomenal. Again, it's it's my buddy Justin. Um, and that's that's totally what he does, and so whether it's electronic or, or latex or leather or whatever, he's really good with that kind of stuff. So it'll be exciting to see what kind of things he can come up with for the players to use for sure. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I was I was actually going to ask along those lines, as a person coming from a LARP background, like I sure. like to make my own stuff. So right. is that like a, a feasible thing? Like if I'm like I want to play a marine or whatever, a space Marine. And I'm like, you guys have shown off like, you know, what they're going to look like or whatever, sort of to help out the cause, maybe um, make my own stuff or stuff stylized. You know, if it looks good enough, it gets approval. Is that, is that a possibility for people to kind of do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, one of the things that we're actually going to be encouraging players is to, you know, bring something to make their own, whether it's a, a necklace or a, you know, some sort of, something you want to wear or, or a scarf or something like that uh, or something much more elaborate. Um, and, you know, you, you want to, you want to be this character. Um, you don't want to just be the uniform. Oh, sure. So we're going to, we're going to provide the uniform, but yeah, that, that little sense of individuality, I think we would definitely be cool with that. So long as it falls within the parameters. I mean, you're not going to yeah. roll out with your own, your own unique gun that all of a sudden your gun is <laughs> all the other Marines. And it's also, you know, hello kitty pink. 
I, uh, I know I was going to ask that because I know how to mod Nerf guns, so oh, yeah. everybody else would be like, pew, 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 and I'll be <laughs> That's <laughs> completely unfair. <laughs> Where did he get that? <laughs> no props. Don't bring your own stuff. <laughs> Why does it say love gun? <laughs> it's painted like kiss. What? <laughs> nice. Right. And so this is, um, I think I read that people will be like given a character backstory or you'll submit something and then a character will be created for you. Did I read that? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we tried to figure out how to best handle who's going to do what role, because obviously there's going to be some roles that people will want or, or not want more than others. I mean, some people would you know, kill to be the admiral and other sure. people would like, dear God, no, I don't want to be in charge of that many people. <laughs> So we don't, I mean, we, we don't want to turn it over to a, a full pay-to-play kind of thing, but essentially what we're going to have people do is they'll they'll sign up for a particular class, and not only will that class sort of figure out what roles they, they could be within, but it'll also determine some of their other perks outside. Um, so like our, our A class and our AA classes, they'll have private rooms. So they get to be by themselves. They'll have officers' quarters, their own bed, uh, that kind of thing. Whereas if you you know shoot all the way down to E class, they'll just be in the normal berthing area. Um, which for those of you who don't know what berthing means on a naval ship, it does not mean what berthing means in the real world. Uh, as as I learned. Um, <laughs> so so I mean they'll they'll have a rack like everybody else kind of thing. So it's, I mean, it's it's a little bit of that, but at the same time, we really want to match people with with characters and roles that they're going to be uh, the best with. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to send out quite a hefty survey when you sign up that'll outline your preferences. I really want to do this. I really don't want to be that. And not only will we uh, be able to determine like rank and uh, role and and things like that, but hopefully a little bit more about you know what kind of situations you want to be put in i mean do you want to be the guy who saves the day and you know punches through everything with a blaster or do you just kind of want to sit in the back and fix the engine and and be good with that so you know we we definitely want to cater to what people would like to do while keeping in mind the fact that you've got 120 different roles how do you assign 120 different people to all of those different things so that's kind of where we're at with that (laughs) Nice. Ben, we're pretty, um, probably should have covered this earlier, but this is uh, projected uh, next year, correct? 2019. 20, yep, 20, 2019. So we're actually, the current plan is to try and do two events. Okay. Um, if it seems like we have a, a, a much bigger interest than two events, there's the possibility that we might be able to open it up for a third. Nice. But yeah, currently we're looking at November 8th and then November 15th. Um, as the two Fridays that it would start. And a lot of people have asked me lately when ticket sales are actually going to open. And it, it, the current plan is to actually open those up in April. Okay. So people will have plenty of time to prepare. And you have a lot yes. more time to prepare. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of where my head is at, yes. Sure. Where would you say if you gave yourself a percentage or whatever? I mean, you're... You may never feel ready to go, even on the way there. But so, where where are we right now? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, me? like early stages, uh, halfway, pretty geez, close. We're at, we're at about a five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's something. There's, there's, I mean, I'm, honestly, we we actually just went public with the project two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, we 
started posting stuff on Facebook. We we launched the website. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a couple minor marketing campaigns, but especially after this weekend's photo shoot, we're really going to start to amp it up. Sure. Start talking to a lot more people, showing some stuff off, and you know, talking more about the prices and the feasibilities and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah. Well, yeah. What I've seen so far all looks yeah. really good and um, yeah. fairly we'll fleshed see. out. Um, only a couple coming soon sections, you know. So. I guess that's why I asked, you know. Oh, gosh, there's still some left. I'll have to find those. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually more of the ticket sales stuff. Oh, but... uh, yeah. Uh, the code of conduct. We haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just don't be bad to people. Oh, if it were that simple. <laughs> throw you off the boat. I mean, come on. <laughs> out the airlock, quote unquote. Right. I, love, I love the airlock up. <laughs> Joe, anything? Uh... I didn't know what this was when Ashton sent it to me. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. But um, as soon as I started reading, I was like, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awesome. What's been fun with this particular project is I've, I've got a bunch of stuff that I put up in, in just our overall storefront. So when people come in to do an escape room or, or a different event, they see like these big banners with the Outbound Hope uh, mm-hmm. logo on it we're actually starting to sell some of the, the little embroidered mission yeah, patches cool. that we have. Awesome. And um, the, the conversations that are had are they're They're wonderful because you have these people who've, who've never even heard of LARP before. Yeah. And then you kind of explain it to them. So it's, you know, I always tell them it's sort of like an escape room over an entire weekend where you're a murder mystery character and then they get it. Nice. Um, yeah. Which yeah, that's the easiest that. sell like really right. if you're trying to get somebody to larp and they have done an escape room it's like well, come play an escape room for the weekend right <laughs> or, or the murder mystery thing yeah because I mean, essentially all the murder mystery is is just a little mini larp for people who don't want to admit they played a larp i was actually talking to someone the other day their brother-in-law is stationed out in california and basically his job is to run these mock desert warfare exercises right. like he brings in two brigades and like some people themselves everybody else plays people on the other side of the world and he was over there for a long time and he my friend was explaining this to me and i was like that's larping <laughs> yeah <laughs> because they run simulations and it's too you know it's like red versus blue or whatever and i was like i gotta get him on the shed like that's larping <laughs> yeah well that's i mean that's that's what's so crazy is there's it happens all the time and we just don't label it as right. such I mean, even if you look at some of the stuff that like disney's starting to cook up at their their new star wars park mm, yeah. where people are going to go and they're going to get a character and they have a mission that they're supposed to fulfill by the time they leave it's like that's larping right you know? Disney is Disney's creating Westworld. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've had that conversation with people where, especially if they seem like resistant to the idea, I like try to find something. I'm like, you have probably LARP before. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you haven't, you're a step away. Like if you've ever right. been at a Halloween party and set a line that your character would say, <laughs> that's like the cusp of a LARP. Anyway. Right. But, but I mean, o- I mean, overall moral of the story is, you know, just having these conversations with people and, and telling them what the project's going to be about. We've, we've got a lot of interest from a lot of people who have never done anything like this before. And so it'll be really cool to, to see how they're able to integrate within the crew and within, you know, you know being part of this whole community. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like um, kind of what you want to have happen, but also presents its own challenges you know, to get, to get a, a yeah. brand new LARPer in and expand the community and have people joining you. But now you have new people that right. you want to bring up the speed and have an enjoyable experience for someone who's LARPed 20 years and has 
always wanted to be on a spaceship, <laughs> you know, right. be the admiral and really take on that role. And balancing that, you know, seems fun. <laughs> right. And one of the things that we'll, we'll do to help to try and like level the playing field is uh, the Friday afternoon before the actual event really takes off again literally and figuratively <laughs> we'll, we'll actually do a series of tutorials not only so that people can use their various stations aboard the ship so you know the gunner needs to know how to use the gunner station and things like that uh, but the the plan is that we'll also do not only some world building workshops but we'll also be doing some character building workshops oh. and how, how do you become a character and how do you, you know, interact with other people who are also in character and how do you not take it offensively when the admiral yells at you and it's totally not personal? You're just yelling at your character, <laughs> things like that. Because I know that's going to come up. I think every LARP needs us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, even spending 20 minutes to do that kind of thing would, would really just help, as, especially with some of these newer folks um, that we'll eventually see sure. as, as they're you know, going to be on a tin can with people for three days. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the other guys does podcasts with us. I was explaining it to him and I could kind of see his eyes lighting up because he's, you know, become more familiar working with us. You know, he, he doesn't LARP and he says he doesn't have any interest, but I was explaining this one to him and he was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, you might get me to do it. And everybody I've mentioned to just an aside that I've explained this to, they've all been like, whoa, that is cool. Like when you say like, I was like, oh, it's in this decommissioned battleship. And by the way, you're pretending to be a battleship in space, like on a battleship. Right. With interactive, like, consoles. Yeah. Touchscreen. Yeah. I, the the crew that actually, cr I say crew because when we play that Battle Stations game, you can play with up to eight people. Uh-huh. And you're every member of the ship. Right. So, like, I was, I was like, Space Marine, but a friend of mine was the captain, and my other friends were, you know, different, they had different jobs that they had to do and different skills that they were responsible for like the engines or science or the bridge. I could probably convince every one of them to come. <laughs> Perfect. I'll give you my information. later. <laughs> so there's like Definitely. eight people right there. <laughs> well, there you go. Perfect. Now I just need, uh, you know, 112 more. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I think, I think this idea really kind of sells itself. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that's the hope, too. And, you know, when it, when it comes to, again, getting some of these newer people in, I, I think a lot of that's also going to have to do with the rules. And with the rules, we really want to make sure that those are as minimal as possible hmm. and, and that things just sort of, like, flow organically. And, you know, we're not going to do a whole lot of, like, character class kind of stuff. But, you know, the engineers are going to be trained what to do when, when you know, the reactor's down or something like that. And so there'll, there'll be levels of information that people will be aware of. Mm -hmm. And that's your role. You do this thing. And so hopefully the mechanics of it will be driven by simply what it is that the players do rather than you've got this complex 80-page rule book that everybody has <laughs> to memorize and this set of you know, 120 different spells that you have to remember and things like that, which is honestly the, the worst part for me yeah. and uh, about LARPing and the reason why I very rarely play any sort of magical <laughs> character. <laughs> like, I don't I, remember that many things. Yeah, I actually worked on the rulebook for our game and yeah, nobody really plays our, our magic class. It's actually really simple and we were like, man, we got this, we got, we did so well. It's so simple. It's, it's really that, not that much deviation because like what we did is we divvied it up into like basically you choose between six different kinds of like magic. Mm -hmm. 
um, to start with. And then so yeah, but they all do like basic things in game. Like you know, if you're doing earth magic, you can you can push people and knock them back or get them stuck in the ground. So it's very like this makes sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Kind of stuff like that. But yeah, I think people just like kind of look at magic like classes and they're like. Nah, it's not for me. I'm just going to hit stuff with a sword and not have to remember any of my skills. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we have wizards too. We're just going to call them engineers. And yeah, there you go. Things like <laughs> fix fuel lines. So, yeah. Yeah. It's all magic if you know you don't know how to right. <laughs> explain it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Well, so, do you have some kind of uh, like a running list of people interested? And are you joking about needing 120 more, but are you... Yeah, no, um, it's it's funny because we, we have so many different venues that we're reaching out to people. We've got the website, we've got our newsletter, uh, we've got our Facebook page, and we've definitely had a lot of positive response in every direction. And like I just, you know, like I said, we're just getting started. We've only been doing this for two weeks as far as publicizing. Yeah, I think I actually saw you on LARPing.org today, not looking for you, so <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. So, so yeah, just kind of like trying to reach out and uh, we don't have an official marketing person yet and I'm kind of thinking I'm probably just going to end up doing it myself because I, I have a pretty strong <laughs> marketing background anyway. So, uh, I mean, just moving forward and, and trying to show people what we're offering, I think we're going to see a really cool response and I would love to have to, to, have mm-hmm. to run a third event um, to make this, you know, something that even more people could enjoy because I, I think it's going to be a really great thing you know with a with a little bit of luck maybe this is something that we do on a, a yearly basis or something like that but we'll yeah. see what happens i think a lot of that's going to depend on uh whether or not the the edson decides that uh we didn't destroy their ship so sure there you go <laughs> those engineers and uh shipmates better uh keep everything that's, tip-top yeah. shape that's right. <laughs> Get real immersive. Use the latex wrench, not the real wrench. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you played a, a LARP similar to this? Similar to this one, not really. Uh, but one of the things that we did uh, very early on is we actually did a lot of interviews. Okay. Again, related back to the, the whole Monitor Celestra thing. Yeah, right. We interviewed some of their staff. We actually had some really great conversations with some of their staff. And then also some of their players. So I had, you know, a couple of phone calls that were several hours long with uh, one particular player who kind of ended up going last minute. He's actually from our area. He's from Ithaca, New York. And oh, cool. He flew over there and he, he just let himself try it. He had never done an event like that before. And so taking his feedback and feedback of others and you know, what do you guys feel like worked, what didn't work. And then, again, the experience that, that our collective team has just in, in other events. Definitely trying to, to take the best of multiple worlds and build something that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's great. It sounds like you guys are, are really doing your research and to get everything right and everything, you know, feeling good and easy and simple. And Yeah, definitely heading in the right direction, it seems. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, again, some of our, our team members have been doing this kind of stuff for a, a very long time. And I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by the collective experience of, of some of them. And I hope a lot of that does translate to the overall player experience. And they'll, you know, they'll, they'll see that. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to answer this question, but curious about if you have any kind of uh, famous LARPers or LARPers people might have heard of that you're going to reach out to or hope find out about it or... So we've started to reach out and okay. we've actually got a very positive response from a group of 
people. Oh, nice. They are not normally LARPers, and I'm not going to give too much away just yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued, but confused. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're, we're hoping to live long and prosper, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. What? <laughs> I've said too much already. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to have to cut this out of the episode. <laughs> this might be a Patreon feature. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. We're going to leave in the live long. And it was like, oh, the communication was interrupted. And it, it was gargled. I'm sorry. We'll have to. Uh... We hope to live long. Oh, he's bringing in a serial killer. Awesome. <laughs> so Jason. Oh, was it Jason 10? The one where he's in space. Jason X. Yeah. Right? Yes. There you go. <laughs> it's a horrible movie. I'm um, sorry. That'll, com- that'll completely change our dynamic. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was kind of thinking. I was like wondering if what was you know on the edson when i looked up the ship and and whatnot and the location and and saw the haunted you know kind of like house or ship i should say attraction and i was like is this is this their thing like is this gonna play into like i was like it's gonna be a scary like (laughs) oh i see (laughs) yeah Yeah. we we want some scary situations but you shouldn't have to fight off zombies just to shoot a a gun nice Now, do you have um, kind of the story in mind that people are going to play or um, events or whatever? That that actually, yeah, I mean, that was the, the topic of conversation at our meeting on Sunday, kind of beginning to craft what direction that we want to move in and also how much to tell players beforehand. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, I mean... The, the the greatest thing about space is is that sense of exploration and trying to sure. find more and, and learn more um discovery and, you know you yeah, absolutely and right. and i and i think that's why it's going to be really cool to have players who are scientists on mm. on there and it has the potential to be like this humdrum kind of character but at the same time we want to structure the world so that they're actually pulling in new information for everybody else. And they're figuring things out and they're kind of on the cutting edge of, of where the ship is going. And, and there's ways to do that. And it's funny because a lot of what I do within the escape rooms is going to end up translating into the overall flow of the ship. Like even, even the engineers, they're actually going to have to repair stuff. We're going to do these little modules little, or nodules, excuse me, with something that you actually have to physically fix in order to, right. Sure. fix the engine instead of just role playing like you're you're you've got a wrench on it kind of thing ding ding uh, yeah. ding <laughs> count to 30 right? i'm working <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean I, the scientists will be doing that kind of thing too and and so yeah finding that line between like how much world building we actually want to get beforehand and how much are people going to know is is something that we're we're definitely working on it's it's really exciting to see how it's starting to, to take shape um and the specific flow of where characters will go is uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and obviously it's going to be very top secret. <laughs> yeah, those things can be really rough because you really have to know, and you kind of won't because of how you're running it. You won't really know your crowd, so to speak. Yeah, right. But I know I keep bringing up the game that I staff. Um, <laughs> but that's all we know, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to advertise for it. That's actually a nonprofit, <laughs> so it doesn't even matter. Um, but you know, when you're writing, you know, modules is what we call them, like little mini events that happen. Um, yep it's really hard to kind of like, how much do I keep close to the chest? How much do I tell the players? And I always like to play the discovery game because that's sort of like what our initial idea for our game was about 
It's like right. going to a new continent, mm-hmm. discovering new things. So I'm always like, <laughs> sometimes I get yelled. I'm always like, play it close to the chest. Don't tell them anything. Like they show up to this place. They don't know what's going right. on. Blah, blah, blah. They got to figure it out. I like that sort of thing rather than just kind of like, here's the spoon. You airplane. Like, you know, like I don't want to spoon feed people like the information. Right. I want them to kind of, you know, discover it for themselves, which can be hard sometimes because if the player base doesn't want to play that game right <laughs> you kind of like well and, and related to that it's always exciting to see where the players will will take what you've given them too because yeah. sometimes they'll just do something that's completely unexpected and that's one of the the other things that you know with the outbound project we really have to, to take into consideration i mean what happens if suddenly the admiral wants to do something crazy and and go land on a planet or you know investigate yeah. one particular yeah. ship that's within the fleet or you know can we accommodate that or are we just going to give them a hard no? And the idea is to make things as possible as possible. That's a good one. Yeah. And that's, I love that. that's <laughs> well, thank you. I, I just, I just wrote that. So I'm going to tell my staff in uh, about 15, but, but no, to have those, those modable spaces sure. that can be the prison ship one minute and then the, you know, the civilian transport in the next in the event that something like that is supposed yeah. to happen because that's the way that the players have taken it. So sure. Absolutely. And in a sense, you want those um, kind of mods to be open in and of themselves, too. You don't want to like, right. this is the only solution, you know, that sometimes that isn't fun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because they'll right. beat around it and never get to the <laughs> Yeah. They've taken hostages. They're all going to die. Do it yeah. if you will. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was almost going to say that same thing, Joe, that yeah. when he mentioned the front, like, exploration and stuff, that's kind of how our game is. Um, so we do a lot of that. Glad you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, I think that's why this this kind of like really excites me because it's cool to see like another LARP trying to do something where you don't know what necessarily like you're signing up for this thing and you're going into space and stuff like that. But you might you might be surprised with what actually happens, the discoveries that you make mm-hmm. and the uh, just the story that plays out yeah. is going to be like kind of you're not really going to know, so to speak. It's like sometimes when you play a medieval LARP, it's like you're fighting the bad guy. It's like okay, right. <laughs> it's very straight players fun, but not everybody. <laughs> yeah, it is good. And that's the thing too. I mean, especially when it comes to the combat question, people are always asking, you know, who are we fighting? Are we fighting the aliens? Are we fighting whatever? And and I kind of just want to say, you very well could be fighting the guy in the next bunk over. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's 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 going to be a lot of my air. <laughs> right. There's going to be. There's going to be factionalism. Mm. There's going to be, you know, as little subgroups. Okay. We're talking about like different little terror cells or things like that. People are trying to sabotage the mission. So yeah, I mean, I, ideally, <laughs> not always about what's what's <laughs> going on outside, but also what's going on right. inside, and sometimes even within your own, within your own little cohort. So you know, you got that one crazy mad scientist. <laughs> yeah. A group of the staff at our game went and played this game. It was called Whisper in the Woods. And uh, it was like a survival horror type game. It was very much like in the vein of um, The Thing with a lot of like Stranger Things kind of like aspects kind of like throughout. But it was like they all took on different roles. And some of them were actually like scientists from a different like installation that were like we're trying to sabotage or steal information from here. So that's kind of cool. Like that aspect of like, you know, who's the wolf, uh, sure. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You're on the same thing, but you might be in there for different, totally different reasons. Yeah. 
different motivations. Yeah, absolutely. And then that kind of becomes its its own little separate game in and of itself, trying to root out that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool that this is brand new. It's um, the first event, so like a regular LARP, you can ask, "Oh, how is it? What's that game like?" You know, so you know, just on that discovery, not know what to expect, kind of thing. Like that's that's the advantage of it being brand new and first time doing it. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see how information is controlled too. Like when people do know do know things that nobody else knows, are they going to go tell everybody, or are <laughs> they going to you know keep keep that knowledge secret and just uh, keep it scheme? So, <laughs> well, it's it's funny. So my my brother in law just started a new gig where he's a, a radio station DJ and he's got his own show on on uh, one of the community radio stations. And he was asking me the other day, "How can I help out?" And I went, "You know, I wonder." <laughs> Having like a, a fleet radio station would be really cool. And he, he goes, oh, so kind of like yeah. that guy in Fallout 4. And I just went, yes, <laughs> exactly like that. But I mean, just you know, using it not only as an entertainment venue, but also to like plug in information to the players and and plot in. Oh, sure. It'd actually be kind of cool. So who knows? We're going to play with that idea a little bit and, and possibly do it. Oh, Nice. Yeah, we had uh, one of the first LARPs we talked to on the show. Um, they were trying to do some of that stuff, incorporate technology and AR, VR stuff. Um, and I think that was one of the things they wanted to do was have like a something that they would tune in every now and then and be a hook or just some lore drops or whatever. And it's it is kind of you know easy to do as far as some things go, but it can add a lot. Um, it can add that kind of like you listen to the ship's radio and yeah. <laughs> right. dinners in five minutes or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. <laughs> a friend of mine is starting a game that's uh, it's called Weird. It's a very much along the lines of like Fallout meets kind of like Borderlands. And yeah, he's he wants to do like a radio thing too, which is like really awesome. And like have music playing on there and stuff like that of kind of like mm. the time period yeah. that he right. wants to kind of do, which is always cool because that stuff is really that stuff really brings in like the immersion of the game. And we try to do it like for a fantasy game, <laughs> and it's like you can get away with it, like you know, with like nighttime sounds and like ambient sounds. And sometimes like we do music and stuff like that when it's like a big battle and you're like war drums and stuff like that, but it's hard to really kind of use music without kind of breaking immersion, but sometimes it works. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's just, it's funny how sound affects that sense of immersion. And even sure. if it is the ambient noise, yeah, um, I've had people come out of, out of the, the wayward, our, our starship set again. And they're like, that's so amazing. I can't believe you guys got it to move like that. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's just the sound. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because that <laughs> thing funny. didn't move at all. That's awesome. Um, and it's 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 all just essentially the soundtrack and and how it, it causes you to to think about things a little bit differently. So yeah, whether it's music or, or just you know ambient engine sounds down in the in the lower decks of the ship or something like that, hopefully we'll we'll be able to play with those kinds of things. You're like, don't scratch and sniff the ship. It might be lead painted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there the is walls that. are moving. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are there are a few rooms we can't go in. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Do have anything we didn't bring up that um, you'd like people to know right now, or anyone that's interested? Anything about the project in general we haven't really covered yet? Feel free to follow us. I mean, we've we've got the website, we've got the newsletter, we've got uh, our Facebook page. Um, all actually, we have an Instagram page now too. Whatever, whatever it's called. What do you call an Instagram? Instagram profile, sure. Instagram feed or something. Whatever, we have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
all of it's just outbound hope. Okay. Um, so you can you could find it pretty easily. Uh, the website's just outboundhope.com. But but yeah, I mean we we really do appreciate player feedback. Um, we've thrown a couple things out there just to get people's responses, and and it's been really cool to see what it is that players want and, and things like that. So yeah, I mean I would I would say that's the biggest thing. And then the other thing to keep in mind, and you guys will actually be the first group that I tell this to. We're we're in the early stages of also pumping out a, a second similar project, very different theme, um, and very different venue. But uh, moving forward, we'll, we'll definitely want to talk more about that, too. But we'll keep our, our uh, Outbound Hope folks involved in that. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're uh, definitely a <laughs> entrepreneurial type, uh, adventurous, creative type who's not afraid to do something a little insane. I, <laughs> and I, I think that'll pay off. <laughs> I have not been bored in years. I just That's find cool. more crap to do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Alex, for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, if you have any interest in the game, check it out. Contact him on the website. See all the information that's released so far. And uh, follow him online and all their social media stuff. So, thanks for listening. This has been 321 Lay On Podcast, Next Level Nerds LARP Podcast. Visit nextlevelnerd.com. Connect with us if you like movies, TV shows, gaming, and of course, LARP. You can find it all there and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all that. And tell your friends. That's what helps us out. They'll uh, they'll found it by the show. More people know about awesome games like Outbound Hope Mission. Thanks for listening. And remember, spread the word, spread the nerd. Cool. Anything else uh, you want to find out about the game, Joe, before we do the plugs and everything? Nothing that I'm probably allowed to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can always you can always try. <laughs> Get the magic eight ball responses. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Ask again later. <laughs>